Good morning, Granville Chapel, and welcome to this final uh, sermon in the series, Learning to Listen. And this morning, our topic is, how can I hear him more clearly? So if we haven't met, uh, I'm Mike Bennett. I'm the youth and young adults pastor here at Granville Chapel, and I'm here with Jerusha and Christine. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, uh, Jerusha. I'm from Malaysia. I've been in the Granville family since January last year. Um, and I've joined the staff as an intern um, since September last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, with the young um, adults. With the young adults, I'm supporting Mike um, mm-hmm. with the young adults and um, studying at Regent. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm from Hong Kong. I moved to Vancouver in 2018 for my study at Regent. I started my internship here in Granville. I've been working with Susan in the children's ministry as well as the ESL ministry. Awesome. Well, um, those of you at home, you've heard the scripture read. So what we're going to do is I wanted us to look at it together because in our conversation before, I just found it just really came alive as we talked about this and other scriptures. And then there's some stories that you both have to share. So it's going to be good. So as we dive into the passage that we had read for us, we see that it opens like this. One day Jesus was teaching. And one of his disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. This is our learning to listen series. And this is what is on the disciples' heart. Lord, teach us to listen and pray. And then we go into that very familiar Lord's Prayer. And many could recite it by heart. Mm -hmm. And then I often stop there. I didn't maybe notice until this uh, looking through it that it goes into a very interesting story, which I had also heard but forgot to put together. And it's the story about a friend asking for bread at midnight. And uh, it really makes this passage come together. So in the story, we have this friend, we'll call him friend one, and he suddenly finds out he's getting a house guest from friend number two. So in Middle Eastern hospitality, friend number one is obligated to provide and care for this friend, even though he showed up unannounced. So what does he do? Friend number one goes, who doesn't clearly have, he wasn't ready, he goes and knocks on the door of friend number three and asks for help, which again in Middle Eastern hospitality, friend three is obligated to help friend one so he can help friend two. Like it's this community understanding. But in a plot twist, friend three says no. But then yes, because as scripture says, because of friend one's shameless audacity, uh, he has kept asking. And he, he asks because of this bond of friendship. And he receives out of this bond of friendship to supply his need. It's a very interesting and little story that's memorable. So out of that, in verse 9 and 10, Jesus seems to be telling the disciples, one thing you need to know is the door will be open to those who ask of God. So persevere in your asking. So do you want to know how to pray? Keep asking. Presume upon the friendship of the Father. And then finally, the passage wrapped up uh, in, again, very famous verses where Jesus says we can have great expectation in prayer. And it really hinges on the character of the Father as a giver of good gifts, to which we get these really funny and exaggerated examples of like, you don't ask for a fish and get a snake or uh, an egg and get a scorpion. God's not like that. He's the giver of good gifts. And specifically, as the passage says, 
He wants to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. I think we've often used these verses to say, well, I could ask for, I don't know, anything, like a Ferrari. But he's asking, he's focused in on giving the Holy Spirit. So this passage starts with, Lord, teach us to pray. And then it's met with Jesus' promise that your Father in heaven will give the gift of the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. I love that. So it seems that the result of true prayer is that uh, we will get God's very presence. Um, and so we have to question, or at least the passage, I think, invites us to question, what is our view of God? Is it as a friend? Because in the passage, the word friend happens four times. So that's, it's good to pay attention to that. And so do we know God as a friend who deeply wants us to give to give us himself. Uh, and he will give us those secondary gifts of all the resources that he has at his disposal. But I think we often get prayer backwards. Um, we focus on getting the stuff from God versus getting God himself. So, yeah, I mean, again, as we spoke, we chatted about this. Jerusha, mm -hmm. you had a few things you wanted to share. I'm sorry. I'm, in my mind, I'm still laughing about the Ferrari. <laughs> No, that's great. Um, I, I love that you emphasize uh, the relationship aspect of it. Because mm -hmm. when we look at this, uh, ask, ask and you shall receive is actually being sandwiched between the description of a friend. Mm. We ask in the context of friendship and followed by father. So we ask in the context of father and child. So it the way that we ask is, is very much packaged in what our relationship is with God. And I think when you emphasize shameless audacity or presume upon that friendship or, or yeah, the father-child relationship with God, that's, that's more telling about God's character, um, that he's the good father who gives good gifts. When you say um, the... Middle Eastern culture, uh, the Asian culture, or the Chinese culture, we have the term qi or do not be polite. Don't, you don't have to be that polite. You don't have to speak with uh, the tone of a guest because you're family. You, you just presume that this is something I should be doing for you. So you don't have to be polite. And I think that's how we should come before the Lord as well. We, we ask without the tone of a guest. Um, I, it reminds me also of the verse from Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Mm. Very familiar, I believe. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Um, trust in the Lord. We trust because of who he is, right? And trust because he's a faithful friend and he's a father, as we've uh, spoken. I think we need to be willing to, to, sub, uh, to trust that God has the best interest for us either way um, and be willing to follow him either way. Let's say if God says, I'll give you a Ferrari. It's like, okay, I'll take that, Lord. Thank you very much. Or God says, no, 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 Ferrari's not good for you. I'm okay with that too. <laughs> Christine's not okay. She wants a Ferrari. Um, we have to be okay with both ways yeah. in order mm -hmm. for us to hear God well. Otherwise, you know, then... I would be insistent on the Ferrari. I, might be me speaking rather than God speaking, right? 
it also reminds me of my own story mm -hmm. of um, just God being a good father, giving good gifts, uh, and recognizing our desires. I, before I left home 10 years ago, um, I wanted God to give me a clear sign of what he uh, wants you me to do. You were in Malaysia at that I point. I was in Malaysia at that mm -hmm. point. Um, and I just got, God, give me a clear goalpost if you want me to be a doctor or want me to be an artist. Tell me and I'll achieve it for you. Because mm -hmm. so you'd grown up in a missionary family. I was, yeah, I was yeah. a missionary child. And I had a lot of complaints as well of things that I missed out on growing up uh, as a missionary kid. Um, then God didn't give me a clear sign. All he gave me was Psalms, uh, Psalms 37 verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll grant you your heart's desires. I'm like, oh, is that a, uh, a free pass to wanting whatever I want? Mm. A Ferrari. No, but it, you know, we were taught in the culture that, in our culture that, uh, to deny our desires. Um, you know, think, think of the bigger picture, wanting God's will over our, our own. So I was like, no, that cannot be from God. It must be my own. Um, but then there is also the emphasis of delighting ourselves in the Lord first, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one thing, God being our biggest desire. Ten years later, um, I, I went to Singapore. I studied and worked there. Basically pursued everything that um, I thought I missed out on as a missionary kid. Um, and then looking back, there are a lot of trivial, what I thought as trivial things, uh, passing thoughts, rather not really even prayers, that God actually remembered. Mm. Things like, oh, I wanted to work in an office with a sea view. And I, I was in an office with a full length sea view. And then I'm like, this, this impression in my mind that God's saying, girl, don't say I never give this to you. <laughs> Remember you wanted this. And it happened so much that it scared me because uh. it's like, is there, you know, a whole laundry list of things that um, I have to be fulfilled for me before I'm willing to surrender and say, you know, God, you know the best. And um, I just, yeah, I, I trust you and that you acknowledge my desires. Don't just brush them um, away. Um, and that's part of why I came to Regent as well and make the decision to like, I don't need to know tomorrow, but I just know who I'm following. Mm. Um, that's okay. enough for me. So, yeah. So good. Mm. Christine, in our chatting, you also had a few thoughts and a story to share. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing, Jerusha. Um, I also had that experience of realizing God is really and truly the gift giver. Like he doesn't withhold any good things from us because he's the good father mm. and he knows exactly what we need. And the scripture talks about that friend, the shameless audacity. And we as human, sometimes we don't even know what to ask for. Mm. Or sometimes when we ask, we feel, oh God, you're not answering. I might as well just stop asking. I don't even have the ability to keep knocking the door with that shameless audacity, but I had a story to share about how God just pour out his love and help me experience mm. how good he is. A little bit of background about me. Um, uh, 
My dad divorced my mom around eight years ago. Um, and because we discovered he has been having an affair for more than 10 years. And um, learning that financial, financial support in my home, it's mainly my mom. And I just get really angry. I got really disappointed. And when he left us, uh, and then go to the new family, in my mind, it's, it's like, I don't need this man in my life. I am good with my mom and my sister. And we are strong women. We can be independent and we can just do our own thing. And so a lot of anger, a lot of um, wounds inside, but I don't even want to deal with it. Mm. Um, there were past relationships that also add on to my bias against men. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's real. It's real. Uh, yeah. Like, I know it's biased, but I just can't help. Like, I automatically, David is laughing. <laughs> automatically have those um, um, thoughts. And what happened was 2019, when traveling is still possible, um, I joined a region course. It is called Go Global Course. Um, it's a two-week class going to Kenya to learn from African theology. And uh, within the region team, there was one classmate uh, who is a father, uh, a father of two. His name is Moses. He's a Korean-American pastor. And in one of the class discussion or just chit-chat, I was expressing my viewpoint on how women should be independent and strong and not rely on men. Mm. <laughs> and, and, then, um, and then I add on as a footnote, you know, maybe my stance is just due to my background kind of thing. And um, I didn't take it seriously, but apparently Moses took it seriously. He prayed in his personal prayer and a few days later, he came to me and like, Christine, I feel like I get a sense that God wants me to pray with you specifically for your relationship and your father. And I was shocked. I'm like, well, I welcome prayer, but you don't know anything about me and my father, but okay, yeah, sure. And so a few days later during the class, there was a um, uh, free time and so we got into this, this little room of our hostel. And then, whew, and then it was almost like this, this distance. Okay. We're sitting on a couch and he just started right off face to face and say, Christine, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I heard that God wants me to apologize to you and ask for your forgiveness on behalf of your father. Mm. And I just like, what? Do you hear what you're saying? Like, like what? Really? And then um, he's, he's a Korean American in his 30s, but then he just come immediately on his knee in front of me and start saying, Christina, I'm sorry. I have not been a good father. I have broken your heart 
I did not know how to care, how to provide or how to love you as my daughter. Every day when I look at my mirror, I'm, I feel very shameful. Like I don't even know how to face what I have done to this family. I don't even have the courage to come talk to you. Mm. And while he, was pray, while he was saying those words, he was crying so much as if it's really feeling that shame in him. And of course I'm crying as well because there's no way this classmate could, could know what happened in my family. But things that he said are pretty much things that I feel hurt in my heart. And then in my mind, I was like, uh, okay, God, hold up, hold up. What's going on here? Um, I, I really thankful for your servant Moses in front of me, like, like obeying and listening to you and apologize to me. But Lord, part of me, I wish it's my dad in front of me instead of my classmate Moses. And immediately I have an image in my mind that it's Jesus on the cross. And immediately I know the Holy Spirit is working and speaking to me that when we are sinners and we don't have the ability to go to the Father to ask for forgiveness, mm. Jesus died for us on behalf of us, ask for forgiveness from the Father. And if Jesus and God the Father has forgiven me, how can I not forgive my Father? Because Moses is here to intercede. And I just felt like I know God is here and the Holy Spirit is here working. Mm. And so I just I was crying, but I burst out a few words in my mouth saying that, yes, I forgive you. I've always wanted to do it. I just don't know how. And then um, miraculous things happen. Uh, basically, after the course is over, I receive a message from my mom saying that my grandmother on my father's side passed away. So that means I have to travel back to Hong Kong and attend the funeral as a granddaughter, which means there will be a chance that I'm meeting my father my biological father. And we haven't communicated at all for six to seven years by that, by that time. And like, I don't hear anything. We just cut contact. And so I start to know what God was doing. He was preparing me to face him. And ever since I know I need to fly back to Hong Kong, I start praying daily for that, um, Hopefully reconciliation during the funeral. Um, time doesn't allow me to fully share my story here. Um, I can share a link because I shared this testimony at Regent before. Um, the funeral didn't end very well. There were some hurtful moments, but I see how God's hands is protecting me, just like preparing me, setting a safety net knowing that there will be hurtful moments in the funeral, but no worries because um, I've started this forgiveness prayer, healing already began, and as I pray about it every day, I see how God is 
giving me that sense of peace. Mm. And knowing that what he had done in the funeral, although it was hurtful, he was simply acting out because he feels shameful. It's not that he, it's not that he doesn't love me. He was just too shameful for, for things that he had done. And that really changed my perspective. Like I don't have the anger in me. I just feel, wow, God, you really work things out. Mm. Like in the past, I was so angry for, for how he abandoned me mm. and causing me a lot of baggage. Mm. Um, and God is, when I didn't even ask for it, <clears throat> God is just giving me much more than I need. Mm-hmm. And who knows that after that summer, when I moved into a community house, I didn't plan for it, but I ended up living with three guys. <laughs> and they're like older brother to me. And throughout that year, I learned, I always joke about it, I learned by their testimony that it might not be that a bad idea to have some guys in a household. <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually feel God is really putting some really good father figure, guy friends um, into my life to tell me that maybe there were hurtful history, but God's Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is here working among us and He's healing His his love and mercy and grace is so much that even I'm not asking with a shameless audacity, he come to me, he showered that to me. Mm. Yeah, that's my little story to share. Yeah, I love how it's about the Holy Spirit changing hearts, um, doing the impossible um, and and doing the work of reconciliation. Um, yeah, not just us to the Father, but also you, know, you to your concept of men. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Praying things that you wouldn't think or want to pray about. Oh, yeah. Mm. God gives us, like the good Father, what we need when we need it. Even though we don't know we need it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a, it's a perfect story to sort of summarize what this is about, is God as a friend. Yes. Um, Lord, teach us to pray. And he's like, mm, I want to be your friend more than you even know. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me think as we finish this is like meeting long-awaited friends. Isn't that one of the huge tragedies of COVID? Uh, we've not been with our friends and our family. And so what if in this painful time, God is like that? You know, we can think of what we'll do when we meet those people. We're going to actually hug and eat together and sit close on the couch and watch a movie. That's what we all long for. Well, what if that is what prayer is and becomes as we get to know our Lord in that intimate way? Because I think when we re-meet those friends after COVID, it's not going to be, the primary thought isn't how to meet, what snacks to prepare and what lines to say. No, all that is second. It's like, oh, I'm just so glad to be with you. Because it's about relationship, it's about the why, and it's about that uh, being just swept up into that love with God. Mm-hmm. So if, if we've learned anything in this series of learning to listen, let's let it all stem from, uh, from this God who wants us to receive his very presence and just share that intimacy with us. So mm-hmm. I think your stories have helped us 
uh, hopefully think about that. So as we finish, actually, I think our community may have stories like this. And so for our spiritual practice this week, maybe it's a selfish gain for us. We want <laughs> to hear your stories. So I'll, I'll, I'll actually I'll post one this afternoon on our, our Granville Facebook site. That could be one way to do it. Uh, is just share a story of how the Lord has met you or answered a prayer. Um, if sharing publicly isn't that what you want to do, share it in your community group this week. Share a testimony so we can hear how the Lord is working. Or write it in a journal. Get it out of you so that it's, um, it's out and it testifies to this character of mm -hmm. our, our God as a good father. So that's what we leave you with this week. Thanks for uh, an awesome conversation. I've just been touched and uh, I want to go pray. <laughs> Thank you for having us, Mark. Yeah. Okay, have a great week. Granville Chapel, you've heard the word read, you've heard the stories shared. And uh, as a word of benediction, I want to send you with this verse where Jesus himself said to us, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So this week, may you ask with shameless audacity to the Father who wants to give you the best possible gift in the world, which is his very presence. Have an amazing week. Bye for now.